Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where I aspire to help others through honest conversation, personal experiences, and biblical encouragement. I talk about life, the Bible, mental health, and so much more. We believe that being equipped allows God's grace to keep us focused on the purpose of the church, in which we are a group of redeemed sinners who are growing into Christ's likeness together. I wholeheartedly believe that God equips those who feel as though they are unequipped, and I want to share this good news with you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Equipped Podcast. This is your host, Colby. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Today's guest is a very exciting guest. I'm blessed to be able to call him a dear friend, a dear mentor, a business partner, among many other things. He is a master barber, an entrepreneur, a teacher, a business owner, to many different barber shops around the Lynchburg area, including Diamond Cuts and Gentleman John's Barbershop. He is an author to his new book, The Fit Barber Coach. He is also a middle school football coach, golfer, and an avid crossfitter. He is a husband to his wonderful wife, Kim, of 23 years, and is also a dad to his children, Taylor and Tanner. Everybody, welcome to the podcast, Jared Hesse. Jared, thank you so much, brother, for sitting down. I'm so excited for everyone to hear kind of your story and, and your mission and vision. Thanks, man. It's, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we'll kind of get right into it. So I want you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, um, all that stuff. Okay. Well, you mentioned Lynchburg. Yes, sir. Lynchburg is my home. I've been here pretty much my whole life. My, my parents moved here uh, when I was about a year old. Okay. My dad uh, wanted to go to Liberty Baptist College. Yeah. So they moved here from from Maryland. Yeah. So I've been here my whole life. I moved only moved away just for a few years in middle school. My okay. dad had a job change, went down to Southwest Virginia, but we ended up back here for high school. And yeah, just been here my whole life. We did go. I did go away one year to Bridgewater College. Okay. To play football, but yeah. other than that, I've been here. So what position did you play? I played quarterback. Okay, yeah. no way, sweet, yeah, awesome. And, then I, and I, I got a chance to play receiver. And actually, got to got to play some because it was like no seven way. quarterbacks there. And <laughs> freshmen don't get a, a lot of opportunities Fair usually, enough. but but yeah, it was it was good. It was one year of college football taught me a lot. Yeah. I kind of scratched that itch. Yeah. You know, leaving high school after an injury. Yeah. But anyway, that was. That was a lot of fun, but I came back and went to Liberty. Yeah, and that's kind of part of my story of okay. you know when I started my apprenticeship cutting hair right. I was um you know I was doing full time at Liberty too, which was awesome. really hard to do. Right. But yeah. but yeah, so been been here you know my whole life. I um was raised in a Christian home, a loving mother and father took us to church all the time. Um, two sisters. Okay. So uh, both younger than me. I got so you. So had a great childhood, man. Yeah. Just like just the best possible upbringing you could you could imagine. I mean, That's my, great. My parents are so dear to me, and so I really consider myself blessed in that. And just in that regards, I had a huge step up on a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Praise God. Um, no doubt. Which so, is which is big, you know, like the the family that you're raised in, um, in today's society, especially like we were talking about before the mm-hmm. podcast. Like you can really tell. Um, and it does play a major effect. Like you almost feel like when you don't have that support system that you're kind of a few steps back. Um, but nonetheless, family is such a blessing, and it's awesome to hear that sure. you know someone else you know has had that upbringing of mm-hmm. you know. And you can tell in every every interaction, which is cool because I want to kind of introduce how Jared and I met. Uh, so uh, Jared is the owner of Gentleman John's Classic Barbershop, and he'll get into that in a little mm-hmm. bit. Not only Gentleman John's, but um, a slew of other barbershops as well. But um, I love I love getting my hair cut, and I do a lot of research about where I want to go before I go. Mm-hmm. 
So probably about a month and a half ago, uh, I was on Yelp and mm-hmm. saw that y'all's barbershop was really highly rated. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I've never been. It's in downtown. It's a cool vibe. Like, let me just go see how it is. I went in and uh, had Renee cut my mm-hmm. hair, mm-hmm. Uh, and she was phenomenal. Uh, we had an, a lot of great conversation. Um, and then, yeah, all around an amazing experience the first time. But it wasn't until the second time that I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm completely sold on this place. I was sold on it to come back a second time. I was like, I want to see, you know, how it is a second time. So I go in there, I have Renee again. She's cutting my hair. And a guy walks into the barbershop, and he's like, hey, I have an appointment. And uh, unfortunately, his appointment was actually the next day. He, mm. got, it, he got it mixed up. Uh, so the barber who was going to cut his hair was like, I actually have a guy coming in, but let me see if Jared can cut your hair. Mm. So he went back, got you, and you're like, yo, man, I can do it. Uh, so Jared's chair is right by Renee's chair, and I was just intently listening in on their conversation. Uh, and it started from, you know, hey, where are you from? And the guy had heard your barbershop through word of mouth. And then it quickly got into kind of the connections that you had made with just the Lynchburg community mm-hmm. uh, and so many other people who have come and sat in your chair. And uh, I had this prompting on my heart, uh, like God was saying, like, you need to say something. You need mm-hmm. to say something. And uh, so I sat down a little bit longer and listened in on what it was that y'all were talking about. And then it quickly got into like a gospel conversation, Mm. um, which I was so blessed to hear because I was like, I don't know if Jared's a Christian. (laughs) So do I tell him about my podcast? Do I not? Do I just tell him that their conversation was an encouragement to me? But then when you started sharing a lot about what it was that God had kind of done through your barbershop Mm. um, and why you opened it to be just just a light to the community, um, I was like, I've got to say something. So quickly after that, I was like, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want y'all to know that like this conversation was such an encouragement, you know, Jared is big on building community. uh, And so are we here at the equipped podcast. So just listening to that, knowing that there are other people, you know, that Jared's older than I am, but to be able to, you know, look up to and say that he has done this, you know, Mm -hmm. he's made a career out of it, doing something that he loves. uh, And one of those things is cutting hair uh, and you're really good at it. So Um, I kind of want to transition into that, but ultimately, like, what got you started to cut cut hair? Like, what was your passion there that got you started? I just honestly was tired of getting bad haircuts. (laughs) Fair enough. I I went to a few barber shops, uh, you know, moving back here from Radford. I I had a pretty good barber that I liked down there, old downtown classic barber shop, you know. And when I moved here, I just went around to a few places and just didn't get what I was what I was what I was looking for. Yeah. And so I just got some clippers and I started to mess around with my own hair, and that kind of leads into the book that yeah. I got coming out. Where okay. the, the book starts with this story of, you know, the kid that gets on the bus and uh, a guy named Larry in the back of the bus says, "Hey, yo, Hesse, who cut your hair?" <laughs> and I said. I did. He said, <laughs> you ain't cut your hair. You you know, you didn't do that. That's said, amazing. No, I did. I did. Yeah. And um, he said, well, can you can you cut mine? And that was it. It was like, before you know it, I had kids lined up in the basement, you know, parents' basement, had a pool table. Um, so a lot of stories of just over yeah. the years of in high school, cutting the neighborhood kids. Yeah. You know, I was a lifeguard at the pool, neighborhood pool, and yeah. had like kids in the little lawn chair where, you know, it's thundering. I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> so what happens? Everyone's got to get out of the pool. Yeah. Well, now the moms want to line the kids up and wrap a, a towel around their neck right. and cutting hair in the pool house. Yeah. So it was. It just. It's just crazy how it happened. And at that time, you don't even think that. That this is what you're going to do for a living. Right. Much, much less something you're going to be able to. Right. You know, build a you know a way to provide for your family and, and help a lot of other you know people you know become barbers too so it's been great man that's so unique so at a young age you realized that god had kind of given you a gift and a talent and you knew that it you were good at it and you wanted to see where it went yeah it was like so i didn't i never thought about like i said doing it as a career right because you know i think i was like every other kid, you, you fall into this, you know, I, I grew up in the nineties and in the nineties, it was like, if you didn't go to college, you were just, <laughs> you were a bum. Right. Right. And so I went to, I went to college thinking I was going to probably be a teacher and a coach, mm-hmm. which that's kind of part of, part of the book too, where it yeah. comes full circle where now I'm, I'm coaching and I'm right. teaching and I'm, but on a different, different, in a different yeah. way. 
But at the time, it was like, you know, I'm going to go play football, maybe be a football coach, coach, you know, teach in high school or right. something. And, man, I just hated school. I just I just hated the, the sit down yeah. on, you know, just the whole class thing. I just, just wasn't into it at the time. Yeah. And so that's just kind of how, you know, I, 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 I got back to, to – came back home. So basically this is what happened. So one of the guys I played football with in high school came to visit us at Bridgewater to watch a game. Okay. So he's driving a new Pathfinder. And I'm like, man, what, what's going on? You know, this man, his business is good at Choppers. Mm. Barbershop here in town. Okay. He had just started. He was only there for that, that, that one year. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, Chopper's looking for barbers. and Because he, he knew I cut hair. You know, right, I was actually right. cutting hair at the locker room up there at Bridgewater. Yeah. Um, and so it just – I came home. My mom worked at Liberty so I could go there for free. Oh, what a blessing no that was at the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. And so I started full-time in an apprenticeship at, um, at Chopper's while I went to Liberty full-time. Dang. And it was just like – it was almost like even at that time I was still going to college thinking that I was going to be a teacher and a coach. And I was yeah. like, this barber thing was kind of like, well, what, what is this? You know, what am I going to do with this? Right. And I just loved it. I just loved the grind of it. I loved, you know, I was blessed to have this guy named Stan was like the, the drill sergeant of the shop where yeah. you had to be there on time, <laughs> like seven o'clock in the morning. We didn't leave there till like seven or eight o'clock at night sometimes, especially on like Fridays. We yeah. rolled. And, you know, just building up that clientele, I started to realize that maybe this is what I wanted to do for, for a career. You know, yeah, for and sure. went ahead and got my barber license through that program and ultimately ended up dropping out of liberty. You know, yeah. I got it got in some trouble. I was I was not living for the Lord back yeah. then. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, it just kinda it just just kind of how God so cool. it's crazy seeing how God you know kind of weaves all these things together that happen that, that set the course of your life yeah no, I, I I totally agree it's so crazy because sometimes we go into life with the plans that we think we want to do mm -hmm. and then God completely does either a 180 or say hey it's it's what you want to do but it's not the way you want right. to do it That's right. for instance like you were talking about you always wanted to coach and do mm -hmm. this but in reality you were thinking about coaching sports, yeah. you know, but yeah. here you are now in Lynchburg coaching yep. barbers and yep. having the opportunity to partner with people on other sides of the mm -hmm. world to be able to mm -hmm. coach people, uh, which is so unique. And, the, and the, the thing that I love about you is you don't only do it for like, this is your, uh, I guess, passion and is what mm -hmm. God has for you, but you're so quick to then turn it back to God. And that's mm -hmm. what is amazing because God God will give you the desires of your heart when the desires mm. of your heart are in, in line with what Amen. his desires are. Um, similar instance with, you know, me, I've always wanted to go into healthcare. My dad mm. is in healthcare now uh, in a health system in North Carolina, and I kind of wanted to follow his path. But as I kind of do, started doing the podcast stuff and, and, and learning more about that industry, uh, God was like, you know, I'm still going to put you in healthcare, but mm. it's going to be mental healthcare, mm. you know? Uh, and so through that, just the podcasting, mental health, I've been able to connect with so many people. Um, and with your shop, basically the same thing. You're able to connect with so many people because so many people yearly come and sit in your chair and come through the doors of your shop. Yeah. Um, and so it's just so unique to, to see. And, and right when I came in to your shop the first time, I was like, this shop is amazing. You know, it's like an old style, yeah. but it's new. Right. Um, and which is what I what I love. Right. But I immediately asked Renee, I was like, who's the owner of this? Mm. Uh, and then you walked by. And as everyone can see on the video, Jared's a very well-dressed man. <laughs> and I love it. Um, but it's just like from head to toe, the little things are what people notice yeah. um, in your shop, too. And it's how they're – it's not only the – their haircut, but it's the way they're treated, the conversations they have, the aesthetics. You know, are they yeah. feeling that – you know, right. vibe when they get in there. And, and I can 100% say they do. Uh, but I would also point that back to say it's the little things in our lives as well mm. that people see. Mm. You know, it's the mannerisms, the things that we talk about, the things that we don't talk about, um, mm. that people can see whether you are someone who is living of the Lord or someone who is mm. living of the world. Mm. Um, so it's very unique to see, and it's been such a blessing to kind of get to know you and, and your story. So that's really unique to see how God used it from something that you enjoyed doing when you were younger, but you had no clue that you were going to mm -hmm. do it as a full-time job. And then one day own not only one barbershop, but multiple. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, 
you have a very unique name of mm-hmm. the fit barber coach. It's one of those things, one of those names that whenever you hear it, it's like there's got to be a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so share with us a little bit about the individual pieces of that name. Okay. Well, it's something that definitely took time to come up with. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been a barber for 28 years almost. So, okay. you know, you, you even even like w- what you said with the shop, which I, d- I definitely think was, was like a divine appointment the way you came in. Oh, my god! The gosh, guy yeah. was in my chair wasn't even supposed to be there. I wasn't supposed right? to be you there. You weren't supposed to be there. Supposed to be in, out of town. So it was like the fact that you stepped up and said something, hey, you know, which when, when you started talking, I started getting excited. Yeah. I was like because I had been looking for someone like you yeah. who was aspiring – you know, in this this podcast game, because right. all this stuff, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of old school. I'm before the technology. Yeah. But, um. But anyway, fit barber coach. It's it's kind of just, you know, I started getting into the whole Instagram, Facebook stuff, looking around, seeing how things work, and I and I and I get it. It's like it's a handle. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's just a catchy handle. It's like, what's that mean? Well, it raises some questions. So obviously, fit barber coach. I. I definitely have a story of, you know, of, of, of a fitness journey for my life of, Love it. you know, running long you know, ultra marathon races, you know, kind of getting hurt doing stuff. And then just kind of where I've come to at this point in my life, being 47 years old, I feel like I'm in like the best shape of my life I overall. Yeah. And so I feel like I have something to share about how to, I mean, how can someone, you know, work the same job for 28 years? You have to have some type of you know, recipe to, to health, 100%. right. Of consistency. 100%. So that's what the fit obviously means. And I, by no means am I the, the fittest of anybody. I'm just, I feel like you have to be somewhat fit to do the thing you do. 100%. Right. And I think that's probably looks differently for everyone. Someone 100%. that's sitting at a desk probably shouldn't be, you know, just sitting at a desk all the right. time. Right. So fit is that obviously. And then the barber, the barber part of it is going to be, you know, in my mind, it represents like what, what I do, to provide for my family, okay. to provide for myself, to provide for my family. So that could be any career. Like, so right. this could be relative to uh, other tradesmen, other businessmen, other just anybody that's got a job that that they go to work, that they do something to provide for their family, like we're called to do. Right. Right. We, we are called to provide for our family, be fruitful, multiply. So obviously within that barber topic would also be family. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even finances, because what are you doing? You're you're working to provide an income and security for yep. your wife and your kids, yep. right? And that's what God calls us to do. Amen. And then, of course, the coaching side of it would be, this is where, to me, in, in the more recent years, for me, is, is, is what I've really felt a strong prompting and calling is that, you know, it's, it's what are you doing for others, mm-hmm. right? Are you, are you training, mentoring, discipling? I mean, Jesus told us to go make disciples, and so for me, it looked like, you know, my, like I go back all the way to when, when we first started, when I first started my first barbershop in 99, I wasn't even aware of what I was doing. When I had another barber come in, this guy named Josh comes in and he wants to, you know, do what we do, my, myself and my partner, Tim. Um, you know, he, he kind of comes under our wing and we're showing him what we do and, and we just help raise him up to be like us right and now he so then not long after that we send him out to open up his own shop Uh. and so it just happened time after time where i looked back on it at a point i was like wow like god has already showed me how to kind of make disciples yeah um and they're they're seeing how i live my life and it's just like jesus disciples were walking with him though it was an everyday life real life experiential type of discipleship yeah. rather than just teaching someone or coaching someone. And it, there's different levels of that. But for me, coach, the coach side of it is, is talking about mentoring. I love that. You know, discipling, coaching, because that's ultimately what a coach is. Yeah. And in my book, I've got a huge section on the different types of coaching or, mm. or coaching styles or coaches that I've had in my life. And, uh, just different ways, and I'm, I'm still. This is like totally a work in progress for me because I, I'm like, I'm not. I've got some huge faults in my coaching styles. I'll just say that. Yeah. So, but I have been able to um, mentor and train a lot of barbers over the years. Yeah. 
Um, I actually coach middle school football too, which is like, no a, it's like okay. that's just like I love. It's just like my, you know, th- that's kind of like a hobby. I love, it's, yeah. like, it's a ministry, right? But no, because it is. I really enjoy that age, which sure. most guys don't enjoy that age because it's really middle like, school's a tough, it's a awkward, tough group. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough group. It really is. <laughs> but so, yeah, so fit barber coach. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. It's like it's um, and that's and that's what the book's about. It's in 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 the book is kind of like just a an autobiography, I guess, I of that. all this, of my life, of, man, how did this come to this point? For sure. And one thing I that you said that I absolutely love is within that Fit Barber coach, when you're coaching other people, it's your goal to then send them out yes. to do what it is that God is calling right. them to do. And that's, that is a telltale sign of someone who is desiring to – disciple others mm. you know and and jesus did the same thing his goal wasn't to just teach the disciples while he was there his mm. goal in his ministry was to prepare the disciples right. so that when he died on the cross for our sins mm-hmm. they were equipped to then go send out right. uh and tell to all nations and that's you know right. that's that's where the great commission comes from mm-hmm. and so you're fulfilling that great commission by being able to coach other people mm-hmm. and then sending them out to then do what it is that they desire to do. And it's not only coaching in a barber aspect, but it's mentoring. Mm-hmm. It's it's because it's so much bigger than how to just be a cutting father, hair. how to be a husband. I love right? that. How to be a friend. I love I that. I mean it's just it's the whole the whole gamut, really, if you yeah. look at it. It's I mean And that's a brand that like you have a brand that people want to get behind. Because like you said, we God calls each of each and every one of us a different things. Not mm-hmm. everyone is called to be a barber right but the amazing thing about your book is it goes deeper than just how That's to be right. a good barber it applies it has, it's how to be a good father how to be a good steward of your finances how to be a good um husband all of that that everyone whether you're a barber whether you're an accountant that sits mm-hmm. at a desk all day mm-hmm. whether you're you know an airline pilot whatever it is no matter what it is you can still read that book and get something from right. it right. um and so that's that's so cool to see how god has used you to coach people and equip them mm. to then send them away. And that's that's what God does. God sends people in our lives to equip us in other areas. God equips us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and but he will use other people to help equip you. And it's just like with our relationship as well, you know, being able to sit down and, and you sharing your vision for a, a podcast, your book, mm-hmm. that your book is done. You know, mm-hmm. the podcast is starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only that, but the aspect of being able to get video content out there and then doing that to then offer one reason and it's Christ at that's the center it. of it. That's it. You know, and so I was so encouraged when we had that first conversation that I knew that you were a Christ follower because mm-hmm. I was like th- it makes the everything so much easier knowing that at the center of it no matter what it is that we're doing, it is Christ who we're trying to honor through what it is we're doing. Amen. Um so I kind of want to get into your book uh, which is a super exciting time. You know, mm-hmm. within the name, you're you're desiring to build a brand, which we kind of talked about. And within that, the first pieces are kind of falling together with your upcoming book. So tell me a little bit of background and how you got the desire to share your story through a book. Sometimes we all need to be pushed a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was something I was definitely thinking about for a long time. Um, I found myself repeating the same things over and over okay now, i don't know if call them isms but it would be like you know things whether it would pertain to barbering or just life things you know s- simple things i've learned over the years just sayings right yeah and i kept saying them over and over and i was like man i've got to get this stuff down to where i don't have to keep repeating myself or either it's a video or hey go watch that video about how to cut a flat top or or you know but I was like, you know, why don't I just get everything in a book and then we can make videos from that on different specific things so I Love can that. point people to that. Yeah. So that's kind of where the idea was coming. But I was just I was just kicking around the idea. I was just, you know, very much procrastinator, like neat, you know, I mean, I've got a lot going on. Right. I, I didn't think it was possible to write a book. Um, and so honestly, it took it took this guy named Tracy. He came in the shop. Uh, he, 
he, he booked, he booked a haircut and a shave. And this was shortly after I had just taken this, this Italian shaving course this past summer. Yeah. Um, which I'm really excited about yeah. where that's heading. Yeah, for sure. Um, with my relationship with, with a guy named Danilo Alfonso, this okay. guy from Portugal, he's a great friend of mine. I'm actually going back to Italy no way. Um, at the end of this month okay. with, with him, uh, with the Parasso company to, to take a Maestro Barbieri course. Huge opportunity. <laughs> That's but, so cool. But the book came from Tracy. After he was done, he, he, after I finished with the haircut and the shave, he told me, he said, he said, Jared, this is the best shave I've ever had. And I've been on luxury cruises. I've been all over the world. He's like, I've paid hundreds of dollars. And he's like, this is the best. And and I, I, was, I was struck. I was like, wow, like I didn't know it was it was that good right you know? and it's like here we are look at lynchburg virginia yeah. like we don't you know i mean but it was just it showed how i was so blessed to have such a great teacher right mm -hmm. when when i brought danilo here i mean this guy is probably the most educated barber in the world like if somebody wants to show wow. me someone that has more education he's he's been to like 12 different countries good grief. i mean this he invested in his own education at such a young age and so Anyway, when Tracy told me that, and Tracy owns a marketing company, okay, and he said, "Man, you need to you need to write a book," because I, you know, talking to him throughout the process right. of the shave and and, and well, the haircut mainly, and he's like, "Yeah, you need to you need to do something with this," and so he put me in touch with his with his people with his marketing company, and when I started to find out what it would take for them to help me write a book, I was like, "Wow, like it's really not that hard," right? So I just I don't know. I just made that decision. I said, I got to do it. I got to go for it. Yeah. Right? I got to. And, you know, it's it, about a year process. Okay. And it's it's about done now. Like it's in the final editing yeah. stages. Is, and ho hopefully hopefully we can, you know, get it, get it out here pretty soon. That's awesome. So, I love that. You know, the, taking that sometimes in life, taking that first step is the hardest step mm -hmm. to take, you know. And mm -hmm. once you take that first step, the ball starts to roll. The bar start, ball starts to go, but there are times in life where we need different people in our life to push us, mm. you know, and that person in my life has always been my father. Mm. My father has been all, that person who, you know, I always go to and my dad, I just don't know if I, you know, what should I do in this instance? And mm -hmm. he's always, you know, well, hey, Me Colby, too. I don't think you should do that. Or, hey, you know, take the step, Colby. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, 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 I can tell you know what you want to do, but it's like you don't know if you should do it. Just take the step. You know, sometimes what, he's got some wisdom to share. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where it's like with our relationship too, with me being so much younger, you know, I asked God at the beginning of this semester, Lord, just put community in mm. my life that mm. I can look up to that can lead and guide me. Um, and then just like with, with meeting you and I could tell, I think I called my, I called my girlfriend right after. And I was like, I just had this feeling that this is going to be much more than a podcast episode. Mm. Uh, and then I called my dad. I was like, Dad, I just met this really cool guy. I, I was like literally at a barbershop. He's the owner of the barbershop. Because um, my dad my dad and I grew up going to the barbershops together mm -hmm. and like w where I'm from, a small town in Clemens. And uh, so like, you know, $12 haircuts, mm -hmm. real cheap. Mm -hmm. But uh, him, he loves that experience just like I do. He just doesn't have as much hair as I do. But uh, But no, I called him and I was like, Dad, I just feel like God is prompting me like this, this relationship is going to be much more than just a podcast episode. What it is, I don't know, mm -hmm. but I know that God told me to say something to you. Like you said, it was a divine appointment. Mm. Um, the guy, like he said, the guy that he was cutting wasn't supposed to be there. I was supposed to be out of town. Last minute change, things changed the night before. And at like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I booked the haircut mm. uh, for the next morning. And so just to see how God works through that, uh, is is so unique and then throughout your book being willing to sit down and share that story I had the opportunity to sit down on some of my other podcasts like with Dr. Gary Chapman who's the author of the five love languages mm -hmm. um, and he has written tons of books yeah um, but he was talking about how you know it took him three tries in writing a book mm. for one to hit wow and um, he said it was like that first step of writing a book like he had to take that first step to just write his thoughts right, out, right. you know? And so that kind of got me encouraged to start writing my thoughts out and mm -hmm. writing a book. Um, and so I'm in the process of doing the same thing, but we should all write a book. We all, we should, I mean, yeah, think, go into that. You, you talked about that. Well, yeah. Go into about that. It, like, I mean, why, 
we all have a story, Amen. right? God created Amen. us for His glory, Amen. right? And so, what 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 better of a thing to be thinking about, even as a young person, is what is my book going to be about? It's almost yeah. like what's the same thing as like what is my what are they going to say on my on my gravestone, right? I mean, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's never too early to be thinking about what your life is going to represent and, and who you can leave a legacy and, and what do you have to pass on and what do you have to share and help, help others. That that's, that's why we're here. Right. And so we should all write a book. Yeah. So I say, tell everybody, start thinking about what your title is going to be. Mm. Start thinking about what your subtitle is going to be. Yeah. Start thinking about what your outline is going to be. And man, you're already halfway there. Yeah. I love and, that. And, and, and like I said, it's, I'm not writing a book. Because I want to be a bestseller. Right, right. I mean, it, I'm writing a book because I've got kids. Like, I got a daughter and a son. I'm like, I love they that. can say, that's my dad's book. And I don't care if one person buys it. The fact is, my kids know what was in my heart because Amen. I wrote it down. Amen. It's like a journal. It's like, how cool of a thing is you can go look up, like, George Washington's journal. Or yeah, and it's, right it's out it's there. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, why do we all not do that? Right. You know? So it's. And that's, I love that because I've always had the same mission as you. If it helps one person. That's it. It was that year-long process, 110% worth sure. it. You know, and that's what I love about your book is it's not only tailored to barbers. And even if it was, there are, are millions of those out there, which would it would help. But this book is for every single person, mm -hmm. male, female father, sure, husband, sure. single, all of that stuff, because he is using his craft, which God has given him, mm. to talk about what it is that God is doing through him mm. to then encourage others. Right. And so that's what I love about the book is it's it's for everyone. Right. Obviously, it just shares your story and right. vision about what you've learned through barbering and coaching. Right. Um, but it's a it's a life journey, and that's it what is. we're it on is. a journey every single day. That's right. you know, the process of sanctification, the process mm -hmm. of becoming more like Christ. That's when right. you wake up, you're either going towards that goal or you're going away from that's it. That's it. You know. That's it. Um, it talks about in in Proverbs three different types of people, and it's basically those who intently follow Christ every day, hmm. um, those who are doing things to basically go towards that goal, hmm. those who are doing nothing. So they're they're um, okay with just being in the middle. They're not doing anything to get closer, but they're right. not necessarily doing anything to, you know, go, go further than those who are intently not following Christ, mm -hmm. you know? And in, every day we have the opportunity to wake up and, and, and choose which one right. we're going to do. Um, and so, like you said, being able to take that to step to write your thoughts out, and then a year later, you're about to publish your mm -hmm. first book, you know? And this could be one of many books, you know, but yeah. God's laid that foundation out of 47 years of life to then say, Hey, I'm going to use this to encourage others. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you'll have it for your kids, you know, when they have kids, Hey, this is grandpa's book, right. you know, and it, it's an encouragement now. Like I just get excited mm -hmm. to, to hear it and, and read. I, have, I haven't been able to read it yet but just to be able to read it and then you're reading a whole lot of it right now. right and that's what I, that's <laughs> I mean, what i love and then hopefully be able to do like the audio books with it and, yeah. and and all of that stuff so um it's so cool to see how god has led you and guided you but then he's equipped you and picked you up hmm. through that whole process for sure for sure um so yeah go ahead you. well i was gonna say yeah it hasn't all been peaches and cream no for sure you know, like there sure. definitely was some low points yeah Definitely was some struggles. I've, I've been definitely, you know, had some, uh, shall I say, come to Jesus moments. How right? do we all, man? Man, so, um, but he, but he's always been right there. Like he's, oh. he, I feel like now, like I see, I see just times where there was like guardian angels right there with me. Where I, if I'd have take one step further, or it, I could have been gone. But I God had a plan, and so, um, yeah, man, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, great encouragement, knowing that we serve a God who, w when we wake up, he chooses us every day, you know? And that's where all those other religions that are out there, they have to be intentional to, you know, do something mm. or, you know, pray a certain amount of times a day for them to feel close to God. Like, right. those things in our life, like prayer life is so important. But even if we wake up and we choose to do nothing with our relationship with Christ— he wakes up and he still chooses us. Right. And it He's doesn't still matter. There. Right. And it doesn't right. matter how far we go away from him. Right. Even if we're waking up and choosing to run away from mm -hmm. 
he's still only one step away because yeah, he it. chases us. That's it. You know, um, yeah, he's, he, ne- he never changes. He's still there waiting. Amen. While you out there running around doing crazy stuff, he's just <laughs> waiting there just like that, you know, like the prodigal son. Amen. He's like, he's, he's, he's the father that's waiting to run out to, to the son that, that's, that, that realized he, you know. Yeah. Needs a, needs he a savior. Needs, he needs a savior. He needs, he a, needs savior. a Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I love that. So I want to get into the next question of really what has been the biggest thing that you've learned through opening your shops um, and interacting with so many people daily, but also like through sitting down and writing your book? Yeah. When I was in the process of writing the book, which may be another of the biggest benefits to, to writing a book is is the going through the, the organization of your thoughts, right? Yeah. And it, it came to me, and I don't know if I think this is another – Another, something else that maybe one of my clients gave me an idea for this 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 thing gifts from the chair yeah and and I put it into the book and it became it became more of a chapter and then I'm like wow this may even be like potentially another book because every encounter can be a learning experience Oof. right like what if we lived our life Oof. to where every person we meet we're like what do what can I learn from this person or or even further than that asking God, God, what do you want me to know in this situation? Wow. In this conversation that I'm having right now, God, what do I want? What do you want to show me, right, about this, right? Wow. I mean, I've already learned so much about you and your story just from us having this conversation between two microphones, right? Yeah. And so I can become, I'm smarter, I'm wiser because of our time together if I take it as a learning experience, right? Amen. Because sometimes you may tell me something what not to do, yeah. right? Yeah. And so being a barber, obviously, you get to meet so many people over the years. Man, if I start talking about, like, just the connections and the relationships, and, man, it's just, it's it's unlimited. I could go on for just forever talking about what I've learned. And so that's got to be definitely the, the, the my favorite thing about being able to be a barber. And it's such a unique situation of I get to see someone for 30 45 minutes, sometimes an hour and an hour and a half, depending on what type of type of service they get. But you know, and then sometimes you obviously can't talk when someone's got a razor on yeah. your throat. But it's like <laughs> it's there's there's a lot of conversation that happens. And when I start thinking about the connections I've been I've made, like talking about like plumbers, electricians, yeah. just going to, down the list, it's it's crazy. And so that's definitely the the favorite thing. But you know, this the, this always learning. That's 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 in the book, but it's it's just it's just a way to live your life. Like yeah. no matter what you do, any any job, any profession, anything you do, you should always be open to the possibility that you may not know everything. Yeah. And Amen. one and once that happened to me, I mean it was it was a crazy like just quick story. I go into this I go go into this old this older guy's barbershop to buy a chair from him. He's eighty two years old. Wow. And. I was uh, I was cutting his grandson's hair actually, and he said, hey, "Man, granddad's getting ready to retire. You should go talk to him about it." Because I was I was like really into getting old barber chairs at the time. Yeah. So I went up there thinking I'm going to get a barber chair, and I just had, "Hey, Mr. Mr. Snowden, how are you doing?" And he leaned over the chair and he looked at me. He got news, 82, and he said, "I'm tired, but I'm still learning." <laughs> and I'm telling you, that was one of those moments in my yeah. life when I left out of there. I was like. I was like, what? I was like, he's still learning. What is he? But it was, he had been cutting hair since he was like 12 years old. And he, and he made sure that I knew that he was still learning things about. And and so he was ready to give it up, you know? And so I was like, man, that, that I was not at that place at that place. I was, you know, in the barber business, you could get like maybe, I don't know, a hundred clients that come to you the same time every day, every week or whatever. Right. Right. And so you're doing the same work all the time. And you're not really learning unless you're trying to, unless yeah. you're looking for a way, maybe a different way to do something, a different tool, a different technique, a different whatever. And I just wasn't at that place. So that really pushed me down that road of yeah. I need to I need to be learning more to be better and to be man, that just opened up a whole new world. I love that. It really did. And the mi- the the mindset that is involved with that is so key because if you don't have the mindset humility. of right humility um yeah th- humility i would honestly say it's such a great word that's it that's, that's <laughs> it it's just one word chalk it down is humility because 
if you are not in that mindset to want to take away something and learn your your lack of humility is blocking you from learning yes. something new. Yes. So it's so cool to see that. It's you know, very it, common these right. days. Right. hundred percent, especially within guys. Like just to be, you know, completely upfront up and honest, like with with the humility, someone else that's in, in the role, I know I've, I've done the same thing. I was a goalkeeper my whole life mm-hmm. um, and grew up playing travel soccer, grew up um, at a, from a very young age starting to play goalkeeper uh, and – I got this big, big growth spurt before anyone else did. And, you know, I was, it was promising, you know, I was, I was good at what I did because God had blessed me with it. Uh, but then everyone else started growing and I didn't, mm-hmm. um, I had already done my growing. So I'm, you know, five, eight, five, nine, and, uh, I'm, I'm playing this position that is really made for people who are six foot and above. Mm-hmm. And you look at, uh, you know, professional soccer now, and I think 99% of goalkeepers are six foot and above, yeah. you know, six, three, six, four. And so, uh, I had all these people telling me, you know, I had, had coaches telling me, well, you'll never make it to this level. You'll never make it to this level. You'll never make it to this level. Um, and in high school, I worked my butt off to make it to those levels because of the people that said I couldn't. Um, and then, you know, I, I wanted to play, desired to play in college. I got a bad head injury my senior year and just decided to kind of hang it up at that point because I thought, you know, my mental well-being is, is, is far more important down the road in life than – me being able to pursue something that I've been able to pursue my whole life. But it's those things of I was surrounded by, you know, you said it's not all peaches and cream in mm-hmm. life. And during that road of, of being a goalkeeper when, you know, I was struggling, I think it was probably like my 10th and 11th grade year. Um, most travel teams have two goalkeepers. And um, we tra- we we practice every day with a team. We have our goalkeeper trainings, which is unique practices just for us. Uh, and there was this other goalkeeper that was on the team that the coach just like idolized. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough because in that mindset with a guy who was in the same position I was, I didn't desire to have the mindset of always be learning, mm-hmm. always be learning. Because I was like, this is a guy that I'm having to play against. Basically, mm-hmm. we're not on the same team. We're mm-hmm. competing for a spot. Mm-hmm. And I think competition is great. But I look back at that time and say, man, I wish I would have had the mindset of, always learn because there's something there's always someone right behind you that's ready to take your spot but it's those who are those who have the desire to learn from the people that are above them right um but that also comes with the people that are above them being willing to coach and teach yeah you know and so that's exactly with what you are doing with the fit barber coach you know it'd be easy for you to say i have a skill and i don't want to share it with anyone because i don't want you know, people to come. I'm afraid of who's That's next. The easy way. It, it is. That's the easy way. But God doesn't command that. You know, mm-hmm. God God commands the exact opposite of that. And so right. to always have the mindset of you being able to learn from that 82 year old, and he says always mm-hmm. learning, and and for that to click in your head, like this is a mindset that I need to have. Yes. You know, especially for guys, and always have that mindset of always be learning because the humility gets an. It, it's it's easy for us to have that lack of humility in our lives. Um, that's such a great word that you said. No doubt, man. It's so, yeah. So one of the last questions I have, mm-hmm. um, everyone out there, it, it, times where we're contemplating our next move, mm-hmm. contemplating our next step, what's mm-hmm. the right next step, you know, and we go to different people. Like you, you talked about going to your father. I go to my mm-hmm. father as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the next step. Um, but what, what encouragement or advice would you have to someone who's contemplating their next I guess, move or next step? And how does someone like just take that? First of all, you have to be seeking out God's will for your life. Amen. But you have to be actively searching and asking God, show me the way, show me what door you want me to go through Mm. and which ones you don't want me to go through. Open these doors, close these doors, and you have to be willing to obey that, right? And to, and to, to, uh, to see that, right? First of all, that. And then second of all, I would say, and I've said this to a lot of young people and because this was, this was said to me, and it, I, I want to I give credit to the quote, but I, don't, I, th- I think it's from uh, my pastor, Woody. Okay. Um, it's been very <laughs> dear to me in my life. Yeah. But, but he, he said, uh, and I'm sure he, 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 everyone's always quoting somebody, right? Yeah. But he, yeah. he, he never takes credit. But he, he, he said that basically – we should do what we know to do until we know what to do. Hmm. 
So while you're waiting for that kind of what is it, like wh- what, sh- what should I do? Like I know a lot wow. of kids in college are like, you know, oh, well, what's going to be my job, my career, what's my path? It's like, well, maybe he hasn't shown you exactly what that is yet, right? Mm. But what, he, what has he showed you? He has showed you exactly what to do. Wow. So you already know that. Wow. Yeah. So waking up every day, thanking him, being grateful, right? Starting with that attitude of gratitude and then just being open to what he has for you. And he'll show you. But you got to do your work. Like yeah. you got to go to your – if you're college, you have to get your work done. You have to finish what you start. You have to – you know. And then, and then here's the thing too. This, and this is something I've really, I've really taken uh, a piece – a piece about right yeah i look at things real simple god made me right god made us right he knows our heart because mm-hmm. he made it right. right so if you have a heart for something you have a passion for something and it lines up with what scripture says if it's not anti-scripture right if it, it's it's I mean, yeah you know because people nowadays you Follow your heart. Well, no, <laughs> right. Don't follow your heart because yeah. the heart is deceitful. Amen. Our heart is evil. We're Amen. born with a sinful nature. Amen. But at the same time, if you're following after God's will for your life, you know, if you're a child of God, if you've, if you've, you know, accepted Jesus and, and made Him the Lord and leader of your life, then you can rest in knowing that your heart is created by God, and that maybe what you have a passion for is what He wants you to do. Don't be afraid. Yeah. How many times does the Bible say fear not, fear yeah. not, fear not? It says it 365 times because that's one for every day. Mm. So don't be afraid. Give it a shot. I mean, you can get into the motivational speaking of like Jordan. How many times did Jordan fail? Right. right? Or 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 if, if you don't swing, you can't hit home right. run, right? I mean, right. you got to go for it. And so if, if you've got this thing in your heart that, that you really feel passionate about that you want to go for, Go for it. What's the worst can happen? Because if you really look at the grand scheme of things, if you look at the big picture, okay, I've failed. I've taken losses. I've wasted money on things I thought would work or, you know, ventures that I thought was going to be good. Or, yeah. I mean, it, but when it all comes down to it, I learned from all of it. Amen. Every one of those things Amen. was a learning experience for me, and it maybe taught me what not to do or maybe taught me how to be more careful more wise, maybe seeking counsel, seek advice from others. Say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What, what do you think? Go to your father. Go yeah. to your pastor. Go to your mentor, yeah. right? And so many kids nowadays don't have that. Yeah. And so that's that's one of the reasons why why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I feel like maybe maybe I can help someone at a younger age in life and keep them from making the mistakes I made. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's all about why we tell our story, you know. And life. I was in class yesterday and I was literally talking about how I've learned so much more from my failures in life than I have my successes. For sure, for sure. You know, because it's those failures in life that stick with you and say, right, right. And you know, when we fail in life, which we all are going to, because we are not perfect, we have a sinful nature, like you said, Mm -hmm. and those of us who are Christians have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, we are still going to fail. But you look at, for instance, like David, when it, when Mm. it talks about David was a man after God's own heart, a lot of people struggle with, well, how was David a man after God's own heart when he murdered someone, when mm-hmm. he had an affair with Bathsheba, when he did all these things that weren't honoring to God? And the thing that I would say to that is, well, look at David's response to all those things. Did David make mistakes? 110%. Do we make mistakes? 110%. But God sees your heart in the aspect of the posture of your heart. So when you make a mistake, God sees, God understands that mistake, and he will forgive you. But you have to see where David went when he was confronted with those mistakes. Mm. He ex- he went down and lamented to, mm. go- to God about what he had done. Right. When Nathan the prophet came to David and said, David, you know, your sins are before you. Right. You know, like we know, like it's not, it's clear what you it's did. It's clear, right. You know, David then in Psalms 51 pours out his heart to God. Right. And talks about like. Lord, please do not take your spirit from me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, for I know my sins are before me, and they are not hidden from you. Right. You know, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew mm-hmm. your steadfast spirit within me. I know you would de- de- delight in you wouldn't delight in a burnt offering. You, right. you you delight in a broken, a broken and contrite heart. Right. You know. Right. And so that was David's response right after he was confronted. Hmm. 
that's an example of how David was a man after God's own heart because he messed up, but it's all about that next step. That's right. It is all about that next step. And like you said, we've all messed up in life. Mm -hmm. We all have messed up in life, but living in the past creates depression while living in the future creates anxiety. That's exactly right. So the only place to feel that peace is in the present where God is. God was with you in the past, and he'll be with you in the Mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. But if you can trust God with the present right now, with what you were saying, with do what you know to do right now until God shows you Mm -hmm. what to do or shows you your next step. Because God is going to open and close doors in your life. And the only thing that we can do is ask God to position us in front of the door that he desires to open for our life. Mm -hmm. And if we're not willing to be positioned by God, we're not willing to walk through a door that's going to be opened by right, God. That's right. So it starts with the posture of our heart, and it starts with the the willingness to be positioned in front of a door that God is going to open. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's I'm super excited to see the different doors that God is going to open through your book, mm-hmm. through the podcast, through you know different video segments. And um, I'm so grateful to just to be sitting here today and, and mm-hmm. sit down and hear a snippet I mean guys this is just a snippet which is why you when his book comes out uh you need to get it um but it's just a snippet of what it is that God has done in your 47 years of life mm-hmm. and the wisdom that he shared uh and then the, just the wisdom he will continue to, to give right. you and that's, that's why right. the desire to do the podcast because like you've got the book written but journey doesn't stop there doesn't you know the, the journey no. is every day no, and so to it. be able to continue that's to it, share man. that uh for you know sure. I'm sorry so thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming on today and just sitting down with me pleasure man awesome man had a blast awesome well guys thank you so much for listening to uh the equipped podcast uh once again i'm so excited to be back and in getting these out every friday for you uh if you're interested in following jared's journey uh more information will be out there on our post we're going to link his social medias uh and all of that stuff um and through his social medias you're going to be able to follow what it is that he is doing um so definitely go and follow him uh, and there's a lot of cool things. We haven't even, even talked about all the things that God is, uh, kind of laid on both of our hearts. So we're super excited to continue to not only just share, you know, his barbering journey, but just share what God is, God is doing through my life, through his life. Uh, but if you're interested in continuing to follow the equipped podcast, it's, it's just E Q U I P P E D dot P O D C A S T on Instagram. Uh, there you can listen to, uh, all of our, you RSS link or Spotify, Apple music app, Amazon prime, however you get it. Uh, but I love you guys. Um, go tell someone today. You love them, uh, share Christ with them. Uh, every interaction you have today, may it be a light, uh, which gives honor to Christ. So I love you guys. Peace out. Mm-hmm.